it was kind of interesting to me because it was not my most popular course. I had sold other courses and sold far more of them in terms of units, but yet I was getting three to four X the engagement and the comments and the questions and the help desk tickets and all of this. And I'm like, this isn't ringing true. Like what, what's going on? Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. It's time for you to increase your influence, grow your business, and scale to freedom. Now, let's enter the lab with your host, Samantha Riley. Welcome back to another Monday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. It is great to have you here joining us again today. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you or invite you to join us over in our free Facebook group, the Thought Leaders Business Lab community. So if you're wanting to escape the nine to five and either set up your consulting business or add a coaching component to your business that you already have so that you can increase your income and free up your time or whether you want to grow your coaching business and increase your your influence and your impact, then head over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. We'll have lots of conversations about building, growing and scaling your business, as well as meeting other people from around the world who are looking to grow their thought leadership brand. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I've invited Troy Broussard onto the show. Membrand is a um, a technology platform that helps you create your own mobile learning app, which positions you in a very different way from someone that has a membership site. Now, this is certainly not for everyone. However, this even if this isn't for you, there are some great takeaways in this episode around uh, building your programs, different ways to think about the way that you approach and converse and engage with your clients and different ideas that will have you standing out from the competition. So without further ado, let's welcome Troy Broussard into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Troy. It's so wonderful to have you joining me here today. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here and uh, hopefully we will have some fun here, but I, I always know it's going to be fun with an Aussie on the line. So <laughs> You were just paying me out because you thought all Aussies were like our reptiles and were killers, but I'm not going to, I'm not like that. <laughs> Let's keep it fun. Definitely. So I'm really interested to chat with you today because I've not chatted with anyone about this topic on the show before. So this is quite intriguing me, but yeah. you have an app platform for business owners. I'd love to know because this was my very first question. Why an app rather than, you know, a normal website? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's always a fun backstory to things like this. And this came out of necessity for me. So what happened is I, this is the way I, I've done kind of consummate product creator and always creating trainings and courses, but I'm really a businessman more than a marketer. And so like, I never create a course until I've already sold it mm-hmm. and I sell it first and then I create it, right? So I'll do a promo and then I'll be selling it. And then over the weekend, I'll get the first module knocked out and Uh kind of go that way. Right. And then if it doesn't, I think, you know, one or two times I've just said, you know what, there wasn't that great of a turnout for it and just canceled it and refunded people and not wasted my time. Right. Uh So I did that and I sold this course and funny enough, it was on copywriting, which I'm really not a copywriter. I'm more of a storyteller, but I created this course called the contrarian copywriter. 
writing course. And when I went to release the course, I had given myself plenty of time to do it at a long four day weekend. And I had mapped all the the modules out that I was going to do. Well, then life happened, right? Mm -hmm. And there ended up being like a death of a neighbor nearby that we were really good friends with that kind of killed half of the weekend, literally. And then we had out of town guests just show up on our door one day. And then some other thing crisis happened. Next thing you know, I had a four hour block of time and that was it to do this whole course. And I had already sold hundreds of copies of it. And I'm like, you know, I got to get this done. And normally I would really geek out on the keynote presentations and just really animated keynotes and everything, not just like the typical stuff, but like literally animations and all of this stuff. And I said, there's just no way in heck I'm going to be able to get all that done. And so I said, there's only one way I'm going to get this done. And that's if I do an audio. And so I made the course an audio and I had fun with it actually, because I kind of played on the fact that it's a copywriting course delivered as an audio, right? Uh And it's uh contrarian copywriter. So I've like, yeah, that's pretty good angle. So we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did the whole course and slammed it out. And then it was kind of interesting to me because it was not my most popular course. I had sold other courses and sold far more of them in terms of units, but yet I was getting three to four X the engagement and the comments and the questions and the help desk tickets and all of this. And I'm like, this isn't ringing true. Like what, what's going on? And so I started, you know, doing what I always do. I started asking my clients and what I had found is that I went into the membership site. I had it on a desktop membership site. And because I'd been in a hurry, I screwed up and I forgot to prevent people from being able to download it. Right. Yeah. And typically you don't want to do that. Right. That's the wisdom, <laughs> right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so here's the thing, like you have to understand my audience is not the normal audience. I'm a very technical audience. I'm a best-selling author of Infusionsoft Mastery. A lot of my people are really geeked out Infusionsoft service providers and things like this. I have a very technical audience, right? Then I started interviewing them. And what I found out is what people were doing is they were downloading it and then they were putting it into iTunes on their phone. And so they were consuming it on their phone. And because it was audio, they were just plugging it in while they're at the gym or doing stuff. And they were consuming the content. And so what was happening is I was getting all these more comments and engagement and questions and help desk stuff because people were really consuming it. And I thought, well, shoot, I'm on to something here with with the audio stuff instead of video. Mm -hmm. But then I started really just kind of researching statistics and consumption and all of this stuff. And there's this really weird kind of synergy that happens when you really look at this. You look at mobile usage, first of all, and and we all know, like, I mean, I don't know if you know the stats, but like in, in the United States, five plus hours a day, a U.S. consumer's on the phone. That's a lot. Email. Yeah, insane, right? 2,719 touches per day in the U.S., the phone. Wow. A touch is like an engagement, a look, a glance, or a tap 2,700 times on average. That's the average. The high is like over 5,000 a day. Wow. Now, I mean, just crazy numbers, right? But here's the crazy stat about that. 92% of that time, 
they're in an app. They're not going to any type of a mobile website. They're not going to a browser. A lot of the marketing out there makes you think all you need is a mobile optimized website or, you know, mobile responsive. Well, it doesn't work. Mobile responsive just shoves a 27 inch iMac into a 4.8 inch screen by, you know, making it into one big long column. It, It doesn't work and it doesn't solve the technical issues that you deal with on a phone, like streaming content to your Bluetooth or being able to download the content offline, which we can do with the app and mm-hmm. watch it at the gym where you got bad Wi-Fi or put it, uh, listen to it while you're on a plane, right? Which, good Lord, if you're flying to Australia, you're going to be on one for a while. Sorry, so Just a little <laughs> while. <laughs> I flew from Florida to Gold Coast and it was a long flight. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm heading to Florida soon, so <laughs> I know exactly how long it is. <laughs> yeah. And so I just started going down these stats and it was really interesting. I thought, well, well, okay, if, if it's an app, then it's got to be the same on a tablet, right? And so I started looking at that. Well, guess what? It's not. The tablet usage, even if you take the exact same app that's on a cell phone and you put it on a tablet, the usage goes down to desktop level usage. Okay. And so what you have to understand is the dynamic of how people operate. Mm-hmm. And this, I call it the three foot rule. Mm-hmm. This is never <laughs> more than three feet away. You can be in the bathroom and this thing is right there, right? I mean, no matter where you are, the phone is always with you. It's a perfect I'm, example. I'm out here, it's almost 11 o'clock at night in the US. And I'm out here doing an interview in my office, but I still brought my cell phone. Why? Yeah. It's, it's turned off. Nobody's going to call me. It's always off. I never answer it. But yet, it's here, right? So the three foot rule is what causes the consumption. The combination of an app that allows you to do things with the content that you can't do in a web to- in a web experience mm-hmm. and the fact that it's on the phone that's with you. And the difference is like, you know, if you go driving down the road in your car, you've got your phone. You're like, ah, I bought that course. You know what? Let me put it on Bluetooth and you hit mm-hmm. and you can listen to it in the car stereo, right? Yeah. But you're not going to have your iPad with you. Yes. And so even though an iPad or, you know, an Amazon tablet or whatever is portable, it is portable. Yes, it is mobile. Yes, but it's not with you everywhere you go. And that's really the difference. And so what I led through all of that research was that I need to create a mobile app platform. And because of my background as a marketing automation specialist with Infusionsoft and all of that side, I started, you know, I went out and started getting quotes of what I wanted to do. And I said, but it has to integrate back to Infusion. It has to be able to do that. And the quotes were just through the roof. You know, they were six figure and above level quotes to get the app built. And I'm a developer myself by trade, haven't in years. I'm kind of a recovering programmer. I don't touch the stuff anymore. But um, I. uh, Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of an architect these days. So yeah, you know, we went down that rabbit hole and I just realized, well, if I'm going to spend all this money developing it, then I'm going to turn it into a platform that I can, you know, sell and put out into the industry as well. And those are some of the unique things about it, right? I mean, we do stuff that other apps simply don't do. Most apps, you buy an app and it's just a, it's their app. It's not your brand. We make it your app. It's your brand, your colors, your logos, your navigation, your content, everything is you. And most apps you go buy it and it's like teachable or something and you're branding them instead of your business. And that's, yeah. that's not helpful. And then it's an island. 
is just sitting there on a desert island, right? Because it doesn't integrate back with your marketing. And we use tags to integrate with all of the leading CRMs from Infusionsoft, Entreport, HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, Drip, ConvertKit, MailChimp, AWeber, um, you name it. So that's kind of what led this whole process, I guess, and took me down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and a big rabbit hole it is. Oh, it has been, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) For someone that isn't techie, I can understand that would be a huge rabbit hole. I've got got teams in four countries working on it, so yeah. So you mentioned that Teachable has their own app. So let's start there because a lot of us use Teachable or Thinkific or Kajabi or, you know, different membership platforms like that to deliver our content. What's the difference between using, and I know that the Teachable does have an app, the difference between us going onto Teachable and having our end user use the Teachable app and using the Membrand app? Can you walk us through what the difference is there? There's lots of really, really subtle, but super important differences. The first thing is you're not branding your business. You're not telling somebody to go get the IS Mastery app or, you know, whatever your business name is. You're telling them to go to the Teachable app. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is you're, it's like a position of weakness. It doesn't, it doesn't set you up. Well, there's the no second, branding there, but people don't, people will remember Teachable, not remember Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast, for example. Exactly. So there's absolutely no branding. There's no customization. So the way that we do our app, a lot of apps like Teachable or Udemy or things like that, you download a course and you just go to my courses or my videos and then everything's there. And if you've downloaded a bunch, it's like, you know, your thumb's going to fall off as you sit there and scroll trying to get to what you want to go to. We don't do any canned navigation. Everything with us is custom. So we've got clients that have one course. We have clients that have 2,500 plus videos in their app. So we allow you to do all of that custom. If you go with anybody else's container app, that's what Teachable is because it's a container you work within its container, whereas Mm -hmm. we're your own app. We create Mm -hmm. your app, right? Mm -hmm. If you go with the container app, you have to understand the legalities of it. They're not going to allow you to do any kind of custom push notifications, which is one of the biggest benefits of having an app. Mm -hmm. They're not going to allow you to do that because if you do something that violates Apple's terms of service, for example, then the entire teachable app could get pulled out of the app store and they could lose tens of millions of dollars of revenue. So Mm. they're not going to allow you to do that. But see, I create your app and I'm going to give you advice on what not to do. And I'm going to tell you, go read their terms of service and you better wear, you know, adhere to it. Uh But if you don't, and if you're a spammy marketer and you go out and screw everything up and you do all the stuff you're not supposed to do, well, I'm sorry for your luck. Apple's probably going to shut you down, but Mm -hmm. they're not going to touch any of the other clients because all of my clients are siloed in their own app that they control that there's no crossover on. So there's a lot of stuff like that that is different. And then if you're working on something with Teachable, the only integration you're going to have with anybody's third-party app like that, the only integrations you're going to get is stuff like a little Zapier integration or something, right? Whereas with ours, we have true tag level integration. So I know you mentioned you use Entreport. When somebody buys a product in Entreport, you tag them as a customer of that product. Well, that tagging, when they go to the app, it sees that tag and it just automatically changes what's on their app. It's totally personalized to them through those tags. And those are really the the distinctive differences. Wow, I could see just that last little bit you talked about 
would mean that the relationship that you built with your clients would be so much more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a deeper connection, I guess, as everything's more personalized. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many neat things that you can do with it because it's tag controlled. Um, you can use the app in multiple different levels at the same time. And and here's what I mean. Like I have, because I do all this development, I, I run six different companies. So I have a lot of development teams and overseas teams inside of my app. I have content that's for my clients Mm -hmm. that is like, you know, courses that they bought and things like that. I have an area that's for my private retainer clients. I have four retainer clients. I only keep one a day, Monday through Thursday, one hour a day that I do private work. Mm -hmm. So I have four retainer clients. They can access through a private tag that only they have. Then I have a tag that is for my internal teams, right? And so when we do our Zoom meetings and record our calls and things to that nature, those go into a different area. So now my team is using it internally to my business. Mm -hmm. My clients are using it externally. My private clients are getting the recordings of our calls published right in. And then I even take it up one step further and courses and stuff that I buy, I'll put them in into a private tag just for me that nobody else has access to just so that when I'm out going for a long walk or something, I can listen to it instead of being stuck trying to watch. I mean, have you ever tried to, to watch a course that somebody's delivered in Facebook? I mean, it's the most miserable experience, right? <laughs> if you bump the video while it's watching, then all of a sudden it resets and starts yeah. over. You can't turn it off and put it in the background so you can put your phone in your pocket and listen to it. You can't do that because it's a video and you can't put video in the background. We do a lot of stuff like that intelligently. Like if you're watching a video on ours, you can switch the video into audio only mode and then turn the phone off, stick it in your pocket and it'll just play through your AirPods wow. or whatever. Yeah, cool. Now you mentioned push notifications. Yes. I'd love you to share what the benefit of having push notifications is and the different ways that we can use this. So what I teach is a best practice that an app allows you to do your own app is that it allows you to build three assets at once in your mm -hmm. business. It allows you to build an email list, a text notification list, and as well as a push notification list. Mm -hmm. And that is really important today because we all know what's happening with email open rates, right? Mm -hmm. Deliverability is in the tank. Open rates are way down. And so being able to get a text list, being able to get a push notification list is super important. Have you heard stats like if your company is company A, but company B is a software as a service company, they have a 3x valuation over company A? Wow, no, I didn't know that. When they, go to, when they go to sell, a software as a service company has a 3x multiplier on their yep. valuation because they have consistent recurring monthly income. So it's yes. a very stable company, right? Yes. Well, Today, if you have a secondary delivery mechanism outside of email, a, a secondary asset, whether it's a text list or a push notification list, that is another 1x multiplier on your company's valuation. That's how wow. important it is today. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. Best practice that I teach is to build all three, right? Somebody makes a purchase from you on the secondary after the purchase, you ask for their phone number. They don't want to give it to you, but they do if you give them an excuse and you can say, so I can text you the link to the app for your course that you just purchased. They put wow. in their 
their text, you've got that. Now inside the app, you can use push notifications. The advantage of push is just that it's another way of reaching your end users. Remember that they're always on the phone. And so push is designed to be easy. It's designed to be accessible. It's designed to be mobile friendly. And the cost for delivering push notifications is a fraction of a penny compared to what it is for text notifications, which are Uh getting more and more expensive, right? especially overseas, right? If you go do texting worldwide and today most of our businesses, you know, I are have, global. Yeah, are global, yeah. right? Yeah. When you do texting globally, it varies dramatically. In some countries it's over a dollar a minute, in other countries it's a penny a minute. When you do push notifications, it doesn't matter. It's a fraction of a cent regardless. So there's things like that that are tremendously advantageous with So what you're saying is that this little app that sits on a phone that's only three feet away from us gives us the ability to put our online courses at base well at the push of a button that means that people will consume more of your content which means that you'll have a bigger success rate of clients plus you've got the opportunity to market to them in different ways that you wouldn't in any other way. Yeah. And on top of that, I think there's another, there's an X factor, you know, a few years ago, right? I mean, it was, it's not this book, but I'm a, a best-selling author of another book, but it's a new one I just wrote, but being an author, was the X factor, right? Mm-hmm. And being a best-selling author was all the rage. And it, it still kind of is, but mm-hmm. it's a way of distinguishing yourself against the competition. If you're going to go, you know, if you're walking down a street and you walk by two dental offices and one of them is a best-selling author and giving away his book in the lobby and stuff, and the other is just, you know, Joe Schmo, there's an influential, you know, impact on that. And you're most likely going to buy from them. Having your own app is something that most people know is very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. And so there's a tremendous amount of positioning and sex appeal, really, to how you can differentiate yourself against the competition by having your own app platform. And, you know, it's really different when it's your app as opposed to Teachable. Yeah, again, it's that branding piece and it's positioning you as the authority because at this point you'd be an early adopter. Yeah. And, you know, those trends are going to change. The, it absolutely amazes me that most marketers are still kind of living in the world of the Dan Kennedy thud factor philosophies of, you know, put so much in and all this. And that's not what people want today. People want short three to five minute audio based trainings that they can go through micro continuity, micro learning, mobile learning. They want to be able to take it with them. They want to be able to consume it their way, when they want, how they want. And they don't want this great big two hour long, you know, content pieces. And, mm. and that's what, you know, a, a mobile app really provides. But yet most marketers are still developing for uh, like, one of the first questions you have to ask yourself is, I mean, even if you have nothing to do with an app, even if, you, if you're not interested in an app at all, but this one tip will, will probably 2x your engagement with your content. Just ask yourself the simple question, do I need to do this as a video? Because 80% of the content that's sold today 
is sold as a video that really should be an audio because there's no reason for it to be a video. We've been told and taught for 15 years that if you put a video and a PowerPoint on it, it has a higher perceived value and looks more professional and you can sell it for higher. That's the whole myth behind it. But today that's actually counterintuitive and counterproductive. People want simpler and shorter. And so honestly, you know, regardless of whether you use an app or not, if you just start doing more audio content and shorter content where people can consume it, uh, you're going to get a lot better results. But of course, now you take that smaller, easy to consume content and you put it within three feet. Now you're going to get massive consumption. And that's, that's really what it's all about. Totally. So for people that are listening that want to learn more about Membrant, where do they go? The domain is membrant.com and it is spelled like Rembrandt, the painter. So I figured if I'm going to model after somebody, let's make it a Rembrandt, right? So <laughs> I it, love it. Uh, it's membrant, M-E-M-B-R-A-N-D-T. It has the D in there. So D-T, membrant.com. And there's a, a little video there, or you can just text me, but I know you have audience all over. So the text may not be the greatest in Australia, but you can text me at 407-439-2701 in the US number. And that will open up a conversation with me and we can talk about it for sure. Love it. Love it. Troy, thank you so much for sharing what you shared. It's like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's until I started looking into what you're doing, I didn't really understand it. So this has been great to have a conversation and to hear about what the future of our technology is and where we need to be heading to be able to deliver in the best way we can to our clients. Yeah, you know, for me, it's all about engagement. I'm a coach as well. I, yes, I'm a tech guy, but I, I do run a 30K mastermind and I can tell you that it's all about engagement as a coach. Mm -hmm. It's the relationship. And, you know, I've got a gentleman that's been in my mastermind for eight years. And you don't do that unless you know how to maintain a relationship. And mm -hmm. being able to stay in touch, being able to get people to actually consume your mastery, right? That's kind of our, our slogan for the company is we deliver your mastery because that's what our platform does. And I truly believe that we all have mastery within us. And, mm -hmm. you know, we need to get that out. We need to educate. But if people aren't consuming it. If the technology is in the way because they've got to lug around a big, heavy, bulky notebook, or they got to go sit down at their iMac in order to be able to watch it, then they're not consuming it. Then what's the point? Very, very valid. And it's been great to chat. Thanks for all the value you've delivered today. Well, thank you for having me. It's great. And uh, I look forward to uh, being on again sometime. And you came out alive. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Troy. Oh, thank you. Discover how to grow and scale your thought leader's business. Check out samanthariley.global. Head over to Facebook and join a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community.